Welcome to Burnside at Home for Sunday the 10th of April. It is Palm Sunday and we're continuing our series looking at 40 women from the Bible. Unseen women leading us from Eden through to Easter. And today we're coming to the story of Gomer uh, in Hosea, but we'll come to that uh, later. First of all, just a a couple of announcements. First of all, uh, the dawn service will be taking place uh, next Sunday, the 17th of April, Easter Sunday, 6 a.m. We're meeting with Port Stewart Baptist and Port Stewart Presbyterian Church and then going to Port Stewart Presbyterian for breakfast afterwards. And you're very welcome to join us for that dawn service. Then do remember our Easter Sunday service, which will be at 11 a.m. So let's worship God together. And in Ephesians 3 verses 16 to 19, we read, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Today, as we come to the story of Gomer, we are going to find out how much God loves us, how wide and long and high and deep Christ's love for us is. So let's worship him together today and let's come before him in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your love that you have shown us in so many ways. You've shown your love for us in creating this world for us to live in. You've shown your love in creating us in your image. But Lord, you have demonstrated your love fully that while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ came to die for us. And so today, Lord, as we come to the story of Gomer, we pray that you would speak to us, showing us how much you love us, helping us to see how we should love you more. And Lord, help us to enjoy your grace and your mercy this day. Lord God Almighty, you are the steadfast one, the one in whom we place our trust. And therefore, today we come to you and we ask, Lord, that you would be with us in this time of worship. Lord, we pray for those who are listening at home today. We ask that you would be with them and help them. Uh, Lord, we think of those who are unable to come and join with us in church. And we pray that uh, as uh, mitigations are lifted and eased, that there might be opportunity, Lord, uh, to come and be together again. We thank you, Lord, for this past week, for how the PW has been meeting and the bowling club. And we thank you that we are able to be with one another. And Lord, we thank you that you have never left us and you have never forsaken us. So Lord, be with us now, we pray, and help us as we turn to your word, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to read from Hosea, uh, chapter 1 and chapter 2 of this story. And we're going to find out how uh, the prophet Hosea is asked to love this woman called Gomer. And how that's uh, an illustration of how God loves us. And the way that Gomer reacts is the way that we see ourselves reacting to God. 
So first of all, Hosea chapter 1. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Beri, during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and during the reign of Jeroboam, son of Joash, king of Israel. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go take to yourself an adulterous wife and children of unfaithfulness, because the land is guilty of the vilest adultery in departing from the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of Adiblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call him Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre at Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day I will break Israel's bow in the valley of Jezreel. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call her Lo-Ruhumah, for I will no longer show love to the house of Israel, that I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to the house of Judah, and I will save them, not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horses and horsemen, but by the Lord their God. After she had weaned lo Rahuma, Gomer had another son. Then the Lord said, Call him Lo-Ami, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the Israelites will be like the sand on the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. In the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, they will be called sons of the living God. The people of Judah and the people of Israel will be reunited, and they will appoint one leader and will come up out of the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. And then reading Hosea chapter 3. The Lord said to me, Go show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. So I bought her for fifteen shekels of silver and about a homer and a lethek of barley. Then I told her, You are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man and I will live with you. For the Israelites will live many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred stones, without ephod or idol. Afterwards the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will come trembling to the Lord and to his blessings in the last days. Amen. And we pray for God's blessing upon this reading of his word today. Wonder have you thought during the series where we've been looking at the 40 women of the Bible, what is the point of this series? Why are we following through the stories of these 40 women? Because at times it has been harrowing, at times it has been unsettling. Well, the reason for this series is to help us understand our salvation. We're on a journey from Eden to Easter. And as we meet each woman, another piece of the jigsaw of salvation is fitting into place. As we encounter these individuals, their whole story 
helps us see God's plan of salvation for each one of us. Today we come to Gomer and this is a remarkable story. The prophet Hosea is tasked by God to explain to the Israelites how much God loves them. But instead of trying to argue the theology involved, which Hosea may have found simple but the people would have struggled with, God gave Hosea an illustration of his love. An illustration that Hosea struggled with, but the Israelites were amazed by. And as God illustrates his love through the story of Hosea and Gomer, my prayer today is that we will be amazed, that we will realise just how much God loves us and will realise the lengths that he has gone to to show us his love. The story centres around Gomer. Hosea is commanded by God to marry and to love Gomer, which seems a simple enough task. What can be easier for the people to understand than a beautiful love story? But here is a twist. Hosea is going into this marriage with his eyes wide open. He is to marry Gomer even though she is going to be unfaithful to him. And then each time that she is unfaithful, Hosea is to take her back and he is to love her again. So we look at Hosea and we may pity him. We look at Gomer and perhaps our anger burns against her at what she has done. How could she treat her husband like this? And then we realise what the story is all about. Where is Jesus in this story? Hosea pictures Jesus for us. So then we've got to ask ourselves, well, where are we in this story? And we discover that we are Gomer. Gomer is here to show us how we treat Jesus. Shocking though it may be for us, this is how we treat Jesus. When we disobey Jesus, when we ignore his commands, when we turn away from his path, when we seek others rather than him, then we are like Gomer, an adulterous woman. This is how we're introduced to Gomer in verses 2 and 3. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go take to yourself an adulterous wife and children of unfaithfulness, because the land is guilty of the vilest adultery in departing from the Lord. So he married Gomer. Gomer is unfaithful right at the start of the marriage, and she'll continue to be unfaithful throughout the marriage. The children that are born to her may not even be Hosea's. They are children of unfaithfulness. And this whole story is told to us because this is how we treat Jesus. We are to be the bride of Christ. We're to be presented to Christ as we read in the book of Revelation, Revelation 19. Let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. And fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. And yet, 
Instead of keeping ourselves pure, we've been unfaithful. We have sinned. Sometimes we manage to gloss over that sin. We convince ourselves that it isn't that important. We brush ourselves down and we start again. But if that happens in a marriage, it is serious. Many times the marriage does not survive after that. Suddenly, when we look at Gomer, we see our own sin exposed. We realise how much our sin has hurt Jesus. We begin to realise how our sin affects our relationship with Jesus. But then whenever we look at Hosea, we see that this is how Jesus treats us. We are unfaithful. We are adulterous. And yet Jesus takes us to be his bride despite our sin. That's what Hosea did. He married Gomer. Everything may look as though it is going well, but then we sin again. We can only keep the good life going for a short period of time. When we turn our backs on Jesus, Jesus does not turn his back on us. He may let us wander, but then he comes and seeks us out. Look at what God commands Hosea to do in chapter 3. At this stage, Gomer has left, despite them having a family and three children. The Lord said to me, Go show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. Now we might be thinking, Hosea, don't do it. Don't do it again. Don't take her back. Because, Hosea, she's going to break your heart again. And then we realise that by saying that, we're actually condemning ourselves. Even though we may be living our lives far away from God, Jesus comes looking for us and calls us back to him. Gomer had no desire to return to Hosea. Things were so bad that Hosea actually had to pay for Gomer to get her back as his wife. He said, I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and a lettuce of barley. She was unrepentant when Hosea paid the price. And yet Hosea does this because God wants to show us how much he loves us. Paul tells us in Romans 5, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus pays the price for us. At a time when we don't even want to be rescued, he goes and he offers the ultimate cost. Titus 2, we're told, We wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his own, eager to do what is good. Jesus doesn't offer some shekels of silver and some barley. Instead, he offers himself to redeem us. 
to buy us back. He goes to the cross. He sheds his blood. He suffers. He dies. He is buried. And he does all this for us. And just in case we think that we might, that there might be something in us that's good, that's something that might deserve this type of treatment from God, we realise we are Gomer. We've sold ourselves to sin. We're living in sin and there is nothing good about us. As Isaiah reminds us, all of us have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. There's no reason why we should be saved apart from the love of God who loves us so much. He loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. We really only begin to appreciate how great God's love is when we realise how unlovely we are. But today, as we identify with Gomer, we see how much Jesus loves us. Paul's prayer for the Ephesians is my prayer for us today. And this was the, the prayer that we read right at the start of the service today. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power, through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. What a wonderful prayer to have today. What a wonderful thought to be with Christ and to ask that we might know his love, that we might know his presence with us, that we might know how deep his love is for us and that we might trust him. So let's bow together in prayer. Lord God, we thank you for the love that you have demonstrated so clearly to us. Help us, Lord, to be faithful to you. Help us to trust in you and not to keep going our own way. And now we pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would be with us all both now and forevermore. Amen.